I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast. Our quick review of round 19 and our preview of round 20. This episode is brought to you by Free Agent Transfer Rumors. Rick Rolling MLS fan since uh, forever? Uh, no, no, no. Um, actually brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the awesome subreddit community of r slash MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by seasoned co-hosts Michael Denton and Blaine Riffle, and very happy to say we also are joined by our special Patreon guest host, Matt Gavin. Galvin? I'm sure I should have asked you how to say that before the show started, Matt. Govin. Govin. I was way off. Matt, okay. But I think as you being a longtime listener of the show and anybody else who's a longtime listener of this show is not surprised that I would have butchered a name. It's kind uh, of what that, we do. It's what we do. How's everybody doing today? I was gone for a little while. Thank you so much, Mike, for, for your great uh, guest hosting last week. No, no problem. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in that introduction. But other than that, uh, you know, letting me down. Well, you know, know rumors of Manchester United to to L.A. and big announcements on Twitter that end up being, I'm just staying where I am. That I don't know. It it worked for me. I'm rusty. Come on. I had a week off. Give me a break. Give me a break. You've got to get back in that form, Reed. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, my form, my form numbers are low right now, so we'll see. Fortunately, my, my fantasy ranks are high, but uh, you got a special guest with you tonight, don't you, Blaine? Yeah, I'm finally back home after a seven-week stay at the hospital with my new little girl. Uh, Lily's doing the show with me tonight, and I'm just happy to be home and able to get back on the show and have some fun with fantasy again. That's right. And uh, Matt, as I as I said at the beginning, you are one of our Patreon donors, and we're very happy to have you on the show tonight. Uh, you do some other fantasy projects on the side. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started? Yeah, um, I, uh, I'm the... Uh... Co-host of uh, Upper Ninety, which is uh, a podcast that uh, we've only done one show so far, but um, there's three of us, and uh, we're trying to get like a, a first take mix because the other two guys that I have uh, like to banter back and forth. That's kind of how it all got started. The three of us just banter back and forth, so we figured we might as well just put it onto a podcast and let everybody else hear us uh, spat our opinion around. So I can appreciate that. And now that's no relation to the uh, Upper Ninety retail site, though, right? Uh, no, it's not. Okay, just keep our bases covered. So, well, great. We're happy to have you as a supporter, and we'll talk about that later. And happy to have you on the show tonight to to share some of your insights. Uh, uh, so, let's get right into uh, just a really quick round nineteen review. Mike did a really great job uh, doing that last week with with Jason and everybody. But I thought I'd give uh, the rest of us a quick little chance to review that. So, uh, Blaine, how did you do in, in round nineteen? Oh, let me pull that up really quick. I got completely off track. Uh, 82 points for the round, a bunch of green arrows, uh, went down in one of my head-to-head leagues, unfortunately. Um, overall, really happy with the way I did that we, uh, that round. 
some interesting picks. Um, I missed the last couple shows, but I was going to say Lama has just been killing me. I've had him on the short list to add to my team the last two weeks and ended up not going with him, and I'm regretting that a lot. And what about you, Matt? Yeah, I had uh, 77 points. Uh, I didn't move very much, so I figured uh, it was a low-scoring round for everyone else. I uh, got bit by the uh, Sporting Kansas City penalty kick at the end of the game that killed me a good 12 points or so. But uh, I pretty much stayed the same. Uh, I'm 390 overall with 109.2 in the bank. So I did well. I, I moved up. I got a bunch of green arrows as well, which at the beginning of this round, I did not think was going to happen because I went very heavy on Atlanta. And they did not start that game like I wanted. Um, but lots of stuff came through. The funniest thing for me is I checked the Atlanta lineup at the very beginning to make sure that Martinez was there. And I'll be danged if I did not check to see who their goalkeeper was. So fortunately, I had Diop sub in <laughs> since <laughs> I left Con there, but I got a couple of points there. Uh, I had uh, Chano get get transferred in for, so I got his goal with with that. So that was that was very nice. Uh, I had a couple of things that didn't pan out for me. Diaz uh, Zamali didn't didn't quite do as much as I had hoped, but I ended up with eighty six. Like I said, a lot of green arrows back in the top one hundred couple of unfortunate red arrows that that I'll mention later on in the show and my squad value is currently sitting at 112.1 so uh, overall I can't complain can't complain pretty good but I I do want to mention at least one more thing about round 19 because I didn't get to last week um, what happened in that RSL game did Jason put you up to this read I don't no, no <laughs> he didn't like I literally I went to bed and I woke up and I went what just happened <laughs> I mean I don't I don't know I can't I'm still it's it's been two weeks and I'm still having a hard time just coming to terms in my head that RSL one scored six points and two against LA well, so LA had a lot of absences, but, um, it, but it's still um, LA at home is like any other team. It's like Houston on the road. They're just that bad. <laughs> it was a not shocker, to, and I just I just couldn't not say something. And not to mention, I'm I'm a goalkeeper by trade, and I think Diop is just an awful, awful goalkeeper. Well, yeah, I, I really tall. was waiting for the Galaxy to swoop down and send like a bunch of cash towards Cincinnati. Uh, to get Hilda out. Um, I, I don't know what they're waiting for. Like, You never know. You never know. Maybe they're waiting to see how the next uh, Open Cup game turns out since it got rained out last week. We have just more, more suspense with that. Okay, well, that's round 19. Mike did a great job covering that last week. I hope everyone got a chance to listen to that little midseason roundup that, that Mike did. If you haven't, check it out. Uh, he and a couple of guys talk about, including Jason, talk about just their thoughts on the state of the game now that we've been halfway through the season with some of these new rules. And I, it was really great. There were a lot of great ideas. A couple of them I really liked. And uh, we'll do my best to definitely pass up the chain to to anyone who will listen because I, I think there's some great great thoughts there. So check it out. It's still over at SoundCloud, still posted at Fantasy Boss. You probably still find it on Reddit too. So uh, it's a good listen. If you have about an hour and a half to kill, I listen to it while mowing the lawn. So there we go. Housekeeping. Biggest thing, we're back. 
Gold Cup group is over. New guys are leaving. Mike's going to cover that in a second, but we are back. Fantasy is back, and it's back on a Wednesday. So, you know, that's how we roll because MLS. So the 19th is when games kick off, and there are 18 of them. 14 double game week teams. It's crazy bananas. And the teams that are playing double game weeks are D.C., Houston, Montreal, L.A., New York City, New York Red Bulls, Philadelphia, Portland, RSL, San Jose, Seattle, Toronto, Vancouver, and Minnesota. Of those teams, there are four with double home games. That's Seattle, Minnesota, Montreal, and New York City. Uh, What do you guys think? Would would you rank those from easiest to hardest in difficulty? Seattle, Minnesota, Montreal, New York City? Yeah, Yeah, that's about right. That sounds good. It, it's tough. We'll, we'll talk about that later, but some of these double home games are kind of rough, but I think there's still some guys worth looking at. In the double away games, in no particular order, Philadelphia, San Jose, and Houston. Well, I guess let's be honest. Houston would be the last on that list anyway for a double away game. Uh, sorry, Travis. That's what it is. Lots of stuff to consider this week with all of these double game week teams. We've got call-ups, so keep those in mind and really listen to this section because what Mike's got to tell you later on, very important. Before we get to that, thank you so much to everyone who participated in the midseason MVP voting that took place over at r slash fantasy MLS brought to you by our good friend, Older Goaler. Uh, he got over 100 votes for the MVP contest midseason, and I'm going to tell you the results right now, and then later tonight, early tomorrow morning, I'm going to post a graphic that I hope people will share with their team, share with the players, and just, this is what we think the MVP team should have looked like compared to, I don't know, what other people may have thought. So in the goal, we got Malia. I think that's pretty well owned. Uh, Down in defense, we've got Opara, we've got Madranda, and we've got Youngworth. So those are the first three. Now, I'll say right now, since I've gotten started, these are the players who collected the most votes from their positions and overall to make this top 11. So it's not just a weird formation that we come up with. These are the guys who got the most votes. Down in the midfield, we've got Alessandrini. We've got Valeri. We've got Almiron. And we've got Lee Wynn. And then finally up front, we've got Villa and Nico. Now, that's only 10 people. For those of you keeping track, the 11th spot... Well, it was a three-way tie between Harrison, Mira, and Callens. And it was tough. I had to go to the guys from Fantasy Boss and from MLS Fantasy Insider, and we decided that it was going to be Callens who would take up that fourth spot, giving us a 4-4-2 for our mid-season Fantasy MVP. And uh, I think you voted for him, Mike, so I think I'm right with saying that this was mostly for some decent clean sheet production, some point producing potential, and a lot about his price. Yeah, I mean, he started off the year at 4.5, um, ended up being on one of the best def- defenses to all our surprises. And while New York City hasn't kept a whole lot of clean sheets as home, as, as we'll talk about later, uh, he's gotten forward in the attack, uh, picked up a few goals, and on the road picked up a few clean sheets. And so I think that combination made him uh, a little bit better than, than Mira. Uh, although Mira has obviously had a great season. Yep. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we talked about Jack Harrison. He's been pretty good on, on the wing, too, as one of the best budget midfielders in the game. So um, it was a very lively discussion that we had uh, last night <laughs> about the All-Stars. But um, I'm glad to see the boy in blue one. 
Yeah, I'm really happy with this. Thank you so much to everyone who participated in the midseason r slash fantasy MLS MVP vote. Of course, I said midseason, so we'll do it again at the end of the year for our final 2017 fantasy MVP squad. Now, wait, let's thank older goaler too for putting that together because that, that's a that pretty already? awesome endeavor. Yes. Thank you so much, older goaler. Uh, he also runs a fantasy for kids league where his son and, and others. Uh, get to experience fantasy like the rest of us and to try to share this game and this experience with the next generation that we hope this gets passionate about it. So thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Now, Patreon. You have heard us talk about Patreon a lot this season, and tonight we have Matt with us. So I thought I'd give him just just a few minutes or just a moment or a sentence, whatever you want to do, Matt. Why don't you let everyone know why you think it's worth donating to Patreon to help support the Fantasy Insider Podcast? Yeah, sure. Um, so this is my third year uh, playing MLS Fantasy. Really my second really keeping up with it because I uh, was out of the country the first year. But uh, the start of last year, um, I hadn't watched a whole lot of MLS. But that, uh, a buddy of mine had kind of whispered to me about this podcast. Uh, he didn't want to let too many people know about it because he didn't want him to get beat uh, by other people listening to this podcast. So I started listening. Counterproductive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Uh, honestly, at first, you know, I was just kind of listening to who you guys picked, and I would just model my team after that. And um, as I, I got better and better, I started kind of uh, – you guys rubbed off on me in, in the way you were picking. So um, I'm kind of able to do that on my own now. I still listen, uh, but I, you know, I owe a lot of uh, where I've gotten, which is into the top 500, which is kind of my goal for this year to stay in the top nice. 500. Uh, so I figured, Hey, it's, um, probably a good idea to give back. And plus I wanted a, a, a beer mug because I like to collect beer mugs. So yeah, get a cool <laughs> swag. We're all about. Definitely. Yeah. So giving back to those that uh, have helped me. Right. So thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for the monetary support that you've given. And uh, we're so excited to hear that it's helped you do better in the game. Uh, I hope everybody else listening feels a bit more at ease for sharing our podcast with others because that's really what's going to help the game grow is to get more people involved. And so so thank you so much to everyone at Patreon who has donated, who continues to donate, and who may donate in the future. Just think about it right now. You do help us cover some of the expenses that we have with this podcast and, and the swag that we send out, which is which is pretty good. And I don't think any of them have broken in shipping yet, so props to the U.S. Postal Service as well. Congrats. Now, one more thing before we get into the injury injury report. Um, Matt Doyle had an article that came up. Not that article, Blaine. Uh, Matt Doyle had a mm -hmm. mid-season team grades article that came out recently, and I think it's worth a nice look. I I get wary of these things sometimes, but I think a lot of his, his grades were, were pretty solid. Uh, sorry, Matt, maybe not DCs. He gave him a D. I might think an F is more appropriate, but... Um, yeah, an F is definitely much better. <laughs> uh, but I thought they were pretty good. So if you want to have a, a little read about where your team's at midseason, maybe it helps you from your fantasy side just to get a bit of an idea of just the structure of these teams. Uh, Matt Doyle's recent article, definitely worth a check out. Blaine may not want you to read his 11 favorite goals right now, but I mean... This one's okay. I haven't actually seen this one yet. I'm, you may have to link this one to me. I've been out of it for a while and haven't Definitely. seen this one come across. Definitely. It's a good read. Uh, and now I know what everyone's been waiting to hear for the housekeeping section, Mike, the injury slash call-up report. 
<laughs> well, and I'm going to start with a curveball with a inter- um, random friendly report. Um, RSL just released their starting 11 for their friendly against Manchester United, which is going to um, start at, as we're recording. Um, and that lineup, as I'm looking at it, of course, they don't have any names. It's just a bunch of pictures uh, because I know we all love that kind of lineup. Um, I'm seeing a lot of starters. I'm seeing Rusnak, Plata, Ramondo, Beckerman, and those are just the people I can recognize. So if you're wanting to go with RSL people, you might want to check to see how long they play tonight. Um, but that's the only friendly. Uh, I know Columbus had a friendly earlier today that I'm aware of. Um, now to call-ups and injuries. Um, Demidov for Minnesota United, he has been told not to return to the club. So he's not hurt. He's just that bad. Um, so don't expect him to replace, uh, for Minnesota. They just picked up Brandon Allen on loan from, uh, New York Red Bulls and their back line is pretty, um, decimated with, uh, past injuries and Calvo being up, uh, for gold cup. Um, I have a TFC section here. I'm not going to tell you all the reasons for all these players, why they're out, but they're out. Um, eight players total from Toronto. Bradley, Altidore, Moro, Osorio, Ricketts, Cooper, Betashore, and Hagland. So a lot of those players are starters or sometimes starters for TFC, so they're going to be shorthanded for most of this week. Um, one note on the Gold Cup in case you're kind of confused. Um, teams were allowed to make Additional call-ups up to six after the knockout rounds. The knockout rounds are Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, then they'll play, I think, the semifinals this weekend. Um, so, you know, they're going to be out pretty much all this week um, if they're in the Gold Cup. And then we'll talk about what happens next week, depending on who gets knocked out and, and when. Um, for Minnesota, two injuries. Coleman is day-to-day, but because of those backline injuries, uh, he's expected to play. Molino had an ankle injury in training. He is also day-to-day. Um, he's a little bit more questionable. For New York City, uh, Maxi Morales is reportedly okay. So he's he's looking to start. Uh, he did play against Vancouver. Uh, Anna Herrera had to leave that Vancouver match, but he is reportedly okay based on the New York City beat rider. Um, so you might feel comfortable kind of bringing him in. Uh, one more Gold Cup, um, or let's let's go into the Gold Cup now. Uh, Laren, he's Canadian, he's gone. Um, his DUI suspension being over, he's now going to go up. Uh, for the U.S., um, you probably know these already, but just in case, we already mentioned Bradley and Altador, um, but Tim Howard, uh, Jesse Gonzalez of FC Dallas, Darlington Nagby, and Clint Dempsey, they are leaving to go to the Gold Cup, so they will not be available this week. Um, returning to their teams from prior Gold Cup call-ups, uh, Brad Guzan, um, he is going to be in, and since Khan for Atlanta is reportedly out six to eight weeks, I'm guessing he's a good bet to start. Uh, Johnson um, for New York City, he'll be returning. Roldan coming back. Uh, Bedoya, he is coming back but he is coming back primarily because his wife is expecting their child. So I don't know um, if he'll actually play for Philly um, either match. Uh, Rowe for New England and then Dom Dwyer for Sporting Kansas City. Um, a few injuries to keep note of. Uh, Ike Parra suffered a very severe concussion in their Open Cup match. Uh, no word on a timetable, but I wouldn't be surprised if he missed some time this week. Alessandrini played in the friendly the Galaxy had against uh, Manchester United, so I'm assuming that he's okay for this week. But he's had a growing issue that apparently he struggled with all year, so you need to be a little bit careful with that. 
Um, Illy Sanchez, first sporting Kansas City, is on Disco Watch. A, a number of people tweeted at me to think that he deserved a suspension um, for before uh, the Gold Cup break. Uh, Ozzy Alonso for the Sounders is out four to six weeks. And then two red cards, Bernardes and Sar- Sarkoti for uh, San Jose. So they'll be a little shorthanded for that uh, first game uh, of this double game week. Uh, and those are all the injuries I have. Um, the disciplinary summary uh, didn't update, but uh, so I'll, I'll tweet it out a little bit later. But I know uh, Maxi Morales is on yellow card warning, and I'll tweet out the full list of double game week players who are on yellow card warning um, later this week whenever they update the uh, disciplinary summary page. Well, awesome, Mike. Thank you so much for that great job that you always do. And anyone listening to get those latest tips that Mike has, you can check him out at MLS Injury News on Twitter. Uh, and there's one interesting note. Jason is actually at that RSL game tonight. So um, send him tweets right now. Whenever you get this, if it's tonight, send them out tonight and be like, where were you, Jason? What's going on? If you get them tomorrow, be like, what? But, yeah, Jason's out there uh, watching Real Salt Lake probably lose to uh, Manchester United, so have fun, buddy. <laughs> okay, moving on to our round 20 review. So like we like to do with double game week teams, this is our double game, big double game weeks. We're going to have a team-by-team team review. We'll talk about the players that are worth looking at from that team in general, not necessarily break down a tactical match-by-match match game because that's that would be a lot. Uh, we're going to start out with some Reddit questions, though. Had, had some fun ones. Uh, this first one we touched on earlier in the show, but uh, guys, anyone can jump in for this. Who is one high ownership attacking player that you'd be willing to go without and why? Uh, some players, if you guys want to choose from, Gio, Via, Alessandrini, Ladero, Zamali, Valeri. Now, I'm not sure if this article is ta- this question is talking about just this round or kind of moving forward, so approach that however you want to. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll start. Um, I'm, I'm not going with Geo. Um, I haven't really used Geo that much at all this year uh, without Altador being there and Bradley being there. I just – I don't see a whole lot of production, um, especially the defense is kind of depleted as well. So I would not have Geo. Yeah, I'd say the same thing for this round especially. Um, eight call-ups for them. They're going to be missing so much. I know they've got a lot of firepower. And some people think that that's going to funnel everything through Geo, but that defense is really stretched right now. I just I don't see it. Um, and given the matchups they have, um, I think he's one you could do without. I think they're going to spend more time defending. Um, Allison Drini is the other one this week that I'm just not sold on. I know some people might think call it favorable matchups against Vancouver, but that's I mean I LA has not been playing the greatest, and then New England is still a tough team at home. Um, I just I wouldn't trust Allison Drini to get a ton of points this week, even on the double game week. I think there's better options. I actually like both of those players, and I have, I have different answers. I think the two players I would have out are uh, Zamali and uh, Ladero, um, and it's different from Giovinco, who's kind of a chance creator on his own, and, and Allison Drini, who's shown without Giovanni Dos Santos that he he can create and, and still generate points. Uh, Ladero, when he hasn't had Morris and Dempsey has not looked good. Um, both of his double game weeks so far have been unimpressive. Um, he's gone significantly down in at least one of those games, um, if, you, if you look at the history. And then Zamali, um, I mean, I know they're both at home, but 
he, without Piotti, he didn't look that great at Houston. Uh, I was, you know, kind of, I was worried about it, but I think if you wanted to pick him up, he needed to show you a little bit more um, in that last game. Uh, I, I think Philadelphia and, um, I'm, and and especially FC Dallas, I, I think can shut him down with as one-dimensional as, as that Montreal attack is um, with all the uh, call-ups for, for Canada. Great. Good, good answers. I think for me, I would still have Gio on my list, mostly from a price point. I, I just think the money can be spent in better places, and I'm very heavily influenced by those call-ups. Uh, it's a toss-up from, from Ladero and Zamali, though. I, I would probably lean Ladero because I think you nailed that one. Mike, about his lack of value when some of those other supporting players are gone. But, I mean, you forgot about Will Bruin, but I'm just going to say. <laughs> uh, and Zamali, yeah, you, you nailed that one too. I mean, he, and that's that's the hard part for me is because I do agree that he has some production problems without Piotti. But, I mean, every player is going to be better with Piotti. He, he's had those moments, though, where he's been able to do some, some great things and, and earn some points. And so – I think that would edge him out for me if I'm picking two. If I'm picking three, then, yeah, I would make Somali that third one. Uh, next Reddit question uh, talks about this double game week schedule in, in general and comparing it to single game week players. So I know we're going to talk about that in the second half of this segment, so we'll just keep this one general. With, with such a congested schedule for the, for the double game week teams, are are there single game week strikers that that you all are going to be plugging later on that you think are legitimate choices? No, I don't. Th- I don't. I mean, look, there are fourteen double game week teams. You should be able to find two or three strikers from one of those fourteen teams. Anybody disagree? Are you going? Is anyone going to plug a single no, game I mean, week striker later? I, I mean, as a as a counter to this, give me a. Give me a double game week striker that you think is going to get beat by a single game week. I mean, I'd be willing to take CJ Sapong on a double away over any single game week striker this week. I agree. I mean, Nikolic kind of comes is on the tip of my tongue, but I just I can't I can't put that out there because they're away and like like the other guys were saying the uh, the other the other double game week guys uh, forwards are just you know too tempting. Mm-hmm. Chicago's got some success. Matt Doyle gave him an A+. We'll see see what happens. I tend to lean your way, though, as well, heavily favoring double game week teams. Uh, last Reddit question before we get into these picks, guys. Uh, other than – well, you know, I'll word this differently. I talked about a little bit earlier the double game week teams that had double home games, uh, and I think Seattle has the best schedule. Do you all agree or do you think another team is a better double game week, double home game option team than Seattle? Well, I think that you asked two different questions. One is a better home schedule, and the other is a better home option. Um, I think New York City has the toughest um, schedule, but I also think there are much better options for New York City than against for Montreal, Minnesota, and even really with Seattle, with uh, with Dempsey, Dempsey, Morris, and, and Alonzo out. You kind of have some slim pickings with uh, Seattle. You kind of have to take it on faith if you're going to go for them. So, I mean, the other teams have better. Obviously, New York City's playing two of the best teams uh, in the league right now. Uh, I think most people, even Matt Doyle, has them entitled the top three uh, of the league, um, New York City, Toronto, and Chicago. But, I mean, New York City's been consistent fantasy options all year. You're not going to have to worry about rotation at home. Um, and you don't have to worry. You have consistent fantasy production from a number of players on that team. 
I like where you took that question. Yeah, definitely. I I would agree 100% that Seattle's got the best-looking double game week on paper, but the options that New York puts out there cannot be ignored. Yeah. I, I, Reed, I would like for sure. And I, and I think especially New York on the offensive side is just – they, they really are – this week is a really good option offensively for them. Are you going to devil's advocate us, Blaine? Uh, no, I was actually going to just split the question a little different. I think you're really looking at New York City as probably the best offensive side of a double game week here. Ah. I, I just two home games like this. Um, I know it's Toronto, but Toronto's missing quite a few players, and I can't remember who the other one is, but I really like their offense. And then I'm actually really high on Seattle's defense this week. I think they're, they can absorb pressure. I've seen them do a good job of that um, without so many key players. I mean, when you're missing Alonzo, Dempsey, and Morris, they're going to play a little bit more of a defensive shell. Um, I don't know. I think if you're, they got the favorable matchups, look at defense in Seattle, and then you're going to be looking offense somewhere else. So yeah. I think you've got, you got a little bit of both here to answer your question. Yeah, I like that. And New York plays Toronto first on the 19th and Chicago second on the 22nd. And then Seattle plays DC United first on the 19th and wraps up the double game week round on the 23rd against San Jose. So those are the options you're looking at. Now we're moving on to the team-by-team breakdown for round 20. So Matt, kick us off with your DC United. Yeah, sure, DC United. So um, not a whole lot going on with them this year. Uh, Their best defender in Bill Hamid, who is actually their goalkeeper, is still up with the men's national team. (laughs) Um, First game away at Seattle. Uh, Like Blaine was saying, I mean, defensively, Seattle is just – is a good option in that game. Um, I'm going to say it's two to nothing Seattle. Um, DC just can't get anything generated offensively. Uh, Mullins is not not even uh, there right now. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm sticking with two to nothing with, uh, for, uh, Seattle. They have, they have Houston at home, uh, in DC and it doesn't really matter where DC plays. Um, I know Houston on the road isn't all that great this year, but I actually see that probably as a pretty boring zero, zero draw. Okay. So maybe a clean sheet for Wara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, snap. We'll get to that section in a second. Yeah. Uh, well, Mike, speaking of Houston, how do you think they're going to fare? Uh, pretty poorly. Most of their uh, good defenders are on the Gold Cup, uh, Kyoto Ellis and uh, Cubo Torres. Uh, they did just sign an attacking midfielder from Argentina. I don't know how good it is, but he's not expected to be available this week. Um, so your really only option is Alex, both on the road. We know how bad they are on the road. Uh, th- this is an easy pass for me. I, I-, I don't think you can depend on, on them to do anything. I'm, I'm thinking 1-1 one, one draw at Minnesota. Um, maybe, like like he said, 0-0 uh, or 1-1 one, one at D.C. I, I don't think there, there's a whole lot here. Yep, fair enough. And, and you had tweeted out that while Torres may not be reg flag yet, we're still expecting him to be gone. Yeah, that, that's something to, to be aware of, and I should have mentioned in the injury news. Um, the Gold Cup international absences haven't been updated like from before, like last round. So anything that kind of happened like late, it's it's not there. I'm, I'm sh- assuming it'll be updated before uh, the actual transfer deadline. But you do have to kind of double check those rosters one more time, um, you know, if to, to make sure that they're actually gone. Like, for instance, like Dempsey today. Uh, he was still listed as available. So it, it's it's just not uh, been updated yet. 
Okay. Blaine, you haven't gotten to talk about them for a while. What do you think the chances are for Montreal? Uh, this is a really rough week for Montreal. I know it's home and away, or no, it's a double home uh, with Philadelphia and Dallas. Um, Dallas is going to be missing hedges for this one and maybe a couple other players for Gold Cup. But I wouldn't be looking at that Dallas game for a lot of points for your Montreal players. So you're really looking at the first game plus a little tack on for the second one. And that Philadelphia game is an interesting one. I really think they can expose the Philadelphia defense a little bit but it's not going to be that great. I'm kind of predicting a 1-1 in both games. Um, Zamali is probably your best option if you're going to look for somebody here. If you're looking for a little bit cheaper forward, you may go with Mancosu, but he hasn't been producing that much this year so far, and he's been injured coming back right now. I just, I don't know. Zamali's about the only one I would pick from this one, and right now he is in my roster. In my roster. All right, uh, Matt, not sure if this one's uh, easy or difficult, but uh, LA Galaxy. Yeah, um, so they're at home against uh, Vancouver, it looks like, first, which um, I'm a little worried uh, about Allison Drini being a rotation risk. Um, I'm almost thinking that they want to save him for New England. Um, so I'm going to go with 2-1 uh, to one, uh, Galaxy win uh, at home against Vancouver. Um, going out to New England, uh, that's going to be a tough matchup uh, with Lee Wynn and uh, Fagundas. Um, if if you're looking for a uh, – if well, I guess we can get that with New England, but, you know, Lee Wynn might be a, a good uh, single game with, with option for that game. I'm going to go with 3-1 to one, uh, New England that game. So are you – Recommending Allison Green, or, or do you think that rotation risk makes him too risky? I think it. I think it's just too risky this week with Allison Dreamy. Okay, fair enough. Uh, now, Mike, uh, tell us about your New York City FC. Well, we already talked about. I mean, they have the toughest schedule, but they are both at home. Um, they play Toronto, uh, who's been one of the best teams in the league, but are, are missing a lot of key players. And then they'll play Chicago, who who's at full strength. Um, I, I think with Toronto being absent, I, I think it's probably a 2-1 or 3-1 uh, victory. Um, I, I do think Juvinko will, will get a goal in that one. Um, and then um, I, I think they managed to, to beat Chicago as well with both uh, Ring and Herrera. I, I think their defense is good enough at home to, to pull off a, like a 2-1 win. Um, so, you know, obviously your payer player picks – you know, you, you have the usual players. Uh, David V is, uh, I think, probably a must-have this week. Um, Maxi Morales, I think, is back. I don't think he's a rotation risk with as important as these games are. So I, I think he's uh, a, a great option this week if, if you look at his, you know, his numbers. He's very consistent. Um, and if you're kind of looking for, for some differentials, um, you know, I, I think there's a principle that, that Reed can back me up on. If you like it, you should put a ring on it. And if you like the team, you should put a ring, <laughs> a ring on it. He's very consistent with two uh, two games. He's, he's definitely going to get um, double-digit points. And so if you're trying to save money, you know, loading up on uh, Giovinco Ladero, uh, I think he's a really good defensive midfield uh, option. Um, defensively, I, I wouldn't go crazy. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of great defensive options this week. Anyway, you could probably just take a flyer on Callen, just hoping that they get something at home. But New York City's only had one clean sheet at home all, all year, um, which was kind of surprising whenever I looked up, it, it up. But, um, yeah, so not a great clean sheet sh shot here, although I can understand going with one of the defenders. 
Uh, yes, I, I do believe, Mike, that that is the uh, attitude that I have taken very much recently about liking it, putting rings on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the good thing about uh, New York City is if people are worried about Morales maybe or maybe not starting, they have a kickoff time that matches uh, the starting of the round. So Montreal, Philly, New York, Toronto, Red Bulls, Earthquakes – all start at 7.30, so you should be able to see all of their lineups before the rosters lock. So check it out. And speaking of the Red Bulls, Blaine, what do you think of them? Uh, personal bias aside, this is actually isn't a bad double game week for them, given it's a home and away. Um, San Jose has not been the strongest team on the road, and New York's defense has been great at home. Um, so you're, you've definitely got clean sheet potential there. Um, Going to Minnesota is another interesting game. Um, there's no, there's really no defense in Minnesota right now, especially with the call-ups and the injuries. I mean, this is really a mixed bag. Uh, my bias says don't pick anybody here, but the smart choice, you got to look at uh, Bradley Wright Phillips for this week. I just think Minnesota is way too weak on the defensive side. And then you've got that midfield trio of Royer, Moyle, and... Um, about question that could all really have good weeks, but you never really know who's gonna do who's gonna get that week. And I have not been impressed with question all year. I don't think he's worth the price at this point. I think you go with one of the cheaper options if you're wanting to pick up uh, Red Bulls midfielders. What do you think the scoreline is um, gonna be? I would say one zero against San Jose and probably one uh, one in Minnesota. Oh. Okay, Matt, uh, neighbors for you, Philadelphia Union. Yeah, um, they're going to uh, Montreal first. I think that's another kind of maybe a boring game. Um, I'm, I'm looking at another draw there, probably 0-0 or 1-1 one one, um, with the, the pieces that are missing there in Montreal. Um, and uh, Philly, Philly, you know, they just, they're not that good on the road. Uh, so I'm going to go with 1-1 uh, there. Um, I, I don't really see any players in that game. For, for Philly, I would I would pick up, uh, and then after that they're going to Columbus, and I think this will be um, a good week for Columbus. Actually, I'm actually going to go with uh, three to one for Columbus um, because Philly on the road just not good. Um, I will say this though, uh, when I watched Philly play their last time out with uh, the backup goalkeeper that they had, he had a really great game. So if he can keep showing that potential he's got and maybe just keep some balls out of the net. And, you know, uh, what's his name on Yewu? Uh, you know, since he's healthy, he's a pretty good center back. You know, if he can just keep that line uh, hunkered down, you know, maybe they can get out of it. But uh, I still think three to one um, favorite Columbus for that second game. So since Blaine mentioned it, I have to ask, are you not interested in CJ Sapong? I am. I'm not. No. No Sapong for you. And because I feel like I'm getting better at it, I have to ask about Meduninian. I don't think um, I did it better, though. I didn't. I, I, try to, I try to not pick up players that, uh, first of all, are playing away unless they're absolutely playing someone who's awful. Um, <laughs> and especially with Philadelphia playing on a double away game. Uh, double game week. I just, I'm not, I'm not going to take a chance on any of the Philly players. Fair enough. Blaine, what about Portland? 
Oh, I like I like this double game week for Portland a lot. Uh, home to RSL and then at Vancouver. Um, you've got a clean sheet potential against RSL, but I think I think it's going to get spoiled. I really do. So I wouldn't be betting on clean sheets, but uh, honest answer is there is a chance in that RSL game. Um, usual cast of characters, uh, Valerian Adi up front has have got to be shortlisted for your team this week. Um, just given the matchups and then the Cascadia game on the back end is just huge. Look for goals in that one. Um, I want to say it'll be a two, one win against RSL. And then I think they're, we're going to go with the two, two draw in Vancouver. Those Cascadia matches are always fun. There's always fireworks. Um, Valeri's definitely your standout pick. And then I'd take Adi to go with them on, if you're looking for this game, if you really like these matchups, that's your pick right there. Nobody on the defensive mid side now that, uh, go ahead. Uh, no, I, I really don't. Like I said, I think RSL is going to get a goal in this one. I just have that feeling. And then Cascadia matchups, you really never want to pick defense in that, in those, they just too much, too much fireworks, too many chances for goals. So I just I don't I don't see it even on the defensive mid side. I just not this week. Fair enough. So Blaine talked about him. Mike, we all saw it like do Jason proud. Mm. Oh, snap. oh, so many goals. <laughs> I, I mean they did, but unfortunately they're not playing uh, the Galaxy this week. Um, and especially with the friendly, <laughs> I, I just don't know how much you want to go with, with them. I mean, if you look at the players, they're, they're bad. Uh, they're, they're not good. Uh, they're not great fantasy options. And with 13 other teams on, on a double game league, I, I think it's hard to justify picking any of them, um, especially, you know, with them playing 48 hours uh, or, or ahead of their match. But um, if if you're looking for, for players, um you could take, I mean, really, they're all differential picks. Um, Plata, I, I don't think he's really done very well. I think he's had clear regression. I think your better option for forward is Savarino, uh, 8.7. Um, he's shown a few flashes. I think he scored two goals in uh, that route at the Galaxy. And then Rusnak, uh, apart from the LA Galaxy game, has generally been much better at home. So you're really looking at home for that second match against Sporting Kansas City, and you're kind of hoping that SKC struggles without um, Opara and, and probably Ila Sanchez. Um, I don't think that's a great bet to take. Uh, I would expect um, it's a 3-1 loss uh, at Portland and um, a 1-1 uh, at home to Sporting Kansas City. Okay, Blaine, San Jose. Uh, yuck. I San Jose. It's it's a double away game set this week. Just at New York and at Seattle. Like I said at the very beginning of the show, I like Seattle's defense this week. Um, so that game's kind of out. And then New York's defense at home has been solid. I I really don't see much here. Um. Maybe they go in and their defense does something. Seattle's missing so many players, and New York's offense has kind of been hit and miss. Maybe you catch a clean sheet or two on this one, maybe. But it's a definite risk, and I don't think the smart money's on San Jose players at this point. Um, Scorelines, like I said, uh, I predicted in the New York section, a 1-0 win to New York. And, I mean, I could see... uh, 1-1 1-1 game in Seattle, maybe uh, 1-0 to Seattle. I just I don't really like San Jose this week. Fair enough. Speaking of Seattle, Mike. 
Wait, wait. I, I want to ask Blaine. Are you not picking up Wondolowski? Uh, no. Oh my gosh. Kyle, Although I would take, I would take Wondolowski over any single game weak striker, though. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, we talked about San. Uh, excuse me, not San Jose. Seattle having the best uh, schedule. Um, two home matches. Both of the teams very bad. DC uh, and San Jose. Um, like I said earlier, I don't know if I want to go all in with Ladero, but I think he can certainly be justified in that um, choice. I, I think Will Bruin is a really interesting differential option. Uh, it's funny you mentioned him. Um, I was kind of struggling to decide if I wanted him or, or Adi in my, my team. But I think the real value here is in defense. Um, Jones, Fry, I think Fry is probably your keeper this week. Um, and, and honestly, I wouldn't begrudge you just going uh, kind of all in on uh, Seattle's defense. Um, the only problem is Seattle's kind of rotated a little bit, uh, and you don't get to see their lineup uh, ahead of time. But it's really the value in the defense. I, I don't see them giving up a goal in, in really either of these games. I think it's a 2-0 uh, win against D.C., and then a one nothing win uh, against San Jose. So I, I definitely see a lot of clean sheet potential here. Ooh, very nice. So Matt, Toronto. Again, I don't know if this is easy or hard. Uh, yeah, Toronto, it's tough. Um, you know, usually you'd want to pick up a lot of a lot of players from this team, but you know, without um, out the door and uh, without Bradley uh, and some guys on the defense uh, going to New York City. You know, they're playing on a field that's the size of an indoor soccer field. I mean, it's it's the goals are going to come, you know, like they usually do. Um, I, I, I do see Gio getting on the board um, at, at New York City, um, one goal. But, again, his price point just doesn't justify bringing him in. Um, so I don't, I don't really see anybody, uh, honestly, this week on Toronto for me. Um, I, I'm going to go with two to one uh, in favor of NYC for that game. Uh, home against Colorado, um, you know, I mean, I know Colorado's not that great, uh, but, hey, Howard's gone, McMass in the goal, McMass is stud, and um, I think it's going to be 0-0. I just don't think uh, Toronto's going to get anything generated, uh, even at home. Uh, maybe 1-1, one one, but I'm going to go with 0-0 zero zero, uh, for Toronto at home against Colorado. Ooh, that's bold. That's, yeah, that's, that's my uh, – yeah, it's definitely bold. I want to argue in favor of Giovinco since we, that's been one of the biggest arguments um, that we've had. Giovinco, Vasquez is still there. Um, he's, I think, I don't know if he's still the assist leader, but he was. So even though they don't have Bradley and Altador, they still have their main engine of chance creation. And Giovinco's last few games are nine points, eight points, three points against at FC Dallas, and then 17 at Orlando. Um, we, I mean, he hasn't been putting up the bonus point generation, but he still had a really good season. And on a double game week, I think we're forgetting how good of a player he is. Uh, to me, on giving out a double game week, I don't care what his price is, he's a must-have. Oh. Okay, I want to jump in on this one, too, just because I'm I'm not on the Giovinco bandwagon. He's not in my lineup, and I don't think he will be. But I don't think you can say price is a good reason to keep him out of your lineup this week. I'm just going through who I've got, and I've got enough uh, sub-10 million uh, midfielders in my list where I think you can justify um, bringing him in for price point. I mean, if you're looking at Zamali, if you're looking at Morales or even Harrison or a couple of these other guys that are out there, there's enough guys that are below that 10 mark 
that you can afford to play around a little bit and get him in on price point. I won't get into the whole points production thing because I just, I'm going with my gut that's no Giovinco, but I don't think price is a good reason to exclude him this week. I'm going to further on what Blake said, and we talked about it this a little bit on this last week. I don't think price is is even really relevant anymore. With I mean, we have 10 million. Everyone's at like 110 now, um, and I think we started. If you look at like baseline salaries, that's like only 60 million. So you only had like 40 million to play money, and you have an extra 10 million on top of that now. But that extra 25 percent, I mean, I pretty much just fill in my lineup. I think there's you know maybe that like last spot you know whether it's going to be a defender a midfielder or a forward that's the only time like money's ever an option and there's a bunch of cheap uh defensive midfielders uh that you can go with so to me it's not a price decision it's a points decision i don't think price matters anymore i don't know but you the part for price that i think matters is can you shift that money elsewhere i know you're talking about skimping on some of those 10 million midfielders but if you wanted to go with ladero and Valeri, and then maybe Molino or or someone like that. I mean, you could load up with some big names right there. And then Vasquez is 9.2. Well, that's the thing. You're, you're making, like, one decision. Like, it, it, Giovinco forcing you to skimp is going to make you skimp in one player area. So, I mean, it's really going to be, uh, like, a combination decision. Like, does Giovinco plus Ibsen or Giovinco plus Ring going to be more than you know, whoever plus the 10 midfielder that you have in mind, whether it's Ladero or Alessandrini. I mean, that that's really the decision. But to me, it's not going to, it's not like Giovinco is going to sap you in a whole bunch of spots anymore because we have so much money to play with. It's really just like a one or two player um, decision pool uh, that you're having to kind of make between. So uh, to me, it's not going to come down too much to money. It's going to come down to like which pairing. And now obviously Giovinco's pairing means you have to pair him up with, you know, some of the lower priced players, but there's a lot of value with 14 teams on a double game week. All right. Fair enough. Uh, A team that may not have the same kind of uh, value pairing and price tag problems, uh, Vancouver, Blaine. Oh, this is a juicy matchup for Vancouver this week. Um, at LA is always going to be a good matchup for them um, with the way LA is playing and especially the way they played at home. I, I like Vancouver in that one. I'd be willing to say 2-1 if not 3-1 in that one. I just think they're, the way they play is going to run over them. And then you get the Portland at home, uh, Cascadia matchup. I've already said it's going to be a 2-2 game. I really do like them in this one. I, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of fun to see here. I think that's going to be a really great matchup for the weekend. As far as players are concerned, I mean, Montero's got to be on the list of guys to look at for this week, uh, especially at the 8.9 price. I think he could have a good week. Uh, But the guy I'm really looking at this week is Chichera, and I am trying to find out what to do with the extra money if I save and grab him. Um, He has been lights out several weeks this season already. Um, I really like his potential, and I just, again, gut feeling on this one. I think he's going to have a monster week. I think he'll probably be one of your best 11 players this week for the round. I just, I really like what I see from him, his set pieces and everything. He's taken a lot of them now, finding goals off of those set pieces. Um, He's got to be on your short list to make your team if you don't have him already. And then Laba to go with him. I just I like Laba at the price point. If you're needing to cut money for Giovinco or something else, which you shouldn't have to, but Laba at six point six or even as a switcheroo candidate. Although I think they play too late to really look at one of those. 
Yeah, but and, yeah. Uh, so those, is, so. Tachero is the highest scoring player for Vancouver right now uh, with 87 points. And in his last seven games, he's scored a goal or earned an assist in five of them. Yeah, and I was going through some of his numbers. His home mat, his home numbers are fantastic. I think he's got the one-two against um, DC, but other than that, his home matchups lately have been really strong. His away matchups are two and three points a lot of times. That's where his average is really dropping. But again, it's LA, and LA has been giving up some big points for some players, so I would take the risk on him this week. Very nice. I like that. Hadn't thought about him myself. I like that pick plane. Okay, last double game week team goes to you, Mike. Minnesota United. Uh, this is another team that's really hit with the absences, and we'll find out just how bad, uh, depending if Molino is out. Um, their defense wasn't very good to start with. They won't have Calvo. Um, I, I don't think there, there's really much here. I mean, Houston is bad on the road, but it's kind of hard to put, pick a Minnesota player in particular and say with confidence like they're going to do well. You're kind of taking a, a flyer and differential on, on pretty much everyone here. Um, I was kind of double-checking. I, I think we'll see their lineup, so that's one of the good thing. If, if Molino starts, um, he's certainly an option with as bad as, as Houston has been at home. Um, Ibsen, we've talked about uh, – He's kind of slacked off a little bit recently, but generally he's been five to eight um, points, and so he's pretty good bet to get at least double digits. And at only six point seven, uh, he can really make allow you to uh, invest elsewhere. Uh, I think your other option, you know, obviously is Ramirez. Uh, he 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 almost certainly start and, and probably play both games. You don't have to worry about that. He's not very consistent, but if you're going with he's at home twice and I really want to emphasize the home games, I, I think he's certainly an option. Um, I, I don't think there's a whole lot. I think it's a 1-1 draw to Houston. I think they lose to the New York Red Bulls 2-1. to one. I actually think that's a better matchup for the Red Bulls than for um, Minnesota because Minnesota kind of plays into what the Red Bulls are trying to do with their aggressive, possessive style, and that just feeds into what Red Bulls are trying to do. So... Um, I don't think this is a great option, even though they have two home games. Uh, and if Molino isn't starting, it, it, it gets even worse. Okay, thank you guys for those uh, suggestions and team breakdowns for the double game week teams. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them, so lots of good options there. Moving on to the single game week teams, probably a quicker section. Um, Matt, start us off with Orlando. Yeah, Orlando, they've fallen, uh, fallen hard. Uh, just not a whole lot going on there for them right now. Um, Kaká is just not 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 being Kaká. Um, is he still the highest paid player in the league? Oh, it's been a while since I looked at the the salary list. I think he is. Up there. Um, you know, and 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 they're playing Atlanta, and I tell you, watching Atlanta is like watching Barcelona light. I mean, they have they have the best attacking uh, trio there between uh, Assad, uh, Almiron, and uh, Martinez. And even Villababa, I just I think it's too much for Orlando to handle, even at home. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, two to one uh, Atlanta. It is very hard to bet against Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> I at times they're just so explosive. Uh, we're going to uh, Kaká is the highest played paid player. There we go. <laughs> It's crazy. Of course. Uh, we're going to shift a little bit. I got a little message from Blaine. He's dealing with some daddy duties right now. So we're going to jump over him talking about Atlanta and uh, Mike, Chicago. 
Well, Chicago is missing Dax McCarty, and they're going on the road to New York City. While they'll be a little bit rested, I, I don't think this is a great matchup for them. Uh, New York City is expected to have both Ring and Herrera, and we, we've seen with the New York Red Bulls just how bad uh, mixing uh, Dax McCarty can be for a team. Um, so I'm not expecting a, a whole lot out of this. Um, I, I think they can probably get at least a goal. Um I, I think you're really stretching it. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. We haven't heard an update on Schweinsteiger. He had a, I think it was an ankle injury before the break. Um, I'm assuming he'll be available, but I, I think you have double game week options here. Uh, I, I don't think I would go here. I mean, if you're in a single, you know, in a different kind of league where you can just pick, you know, there's no double game week, maybe you'll go with uh, Chicago players, but I, I don't think. With double game week players on the on the board, I, I wouldn't pick any anyone here. Score prediction? Oh, uh, two one NYC. All right, welcome back, Blaine. Why don't you tell us about Atlanta? Yeah, um, let me figure out who they're playing really quick. That's the one I didn't look at. They're playing in Orlando. Um, you know, you got the same offensive capability with Martinez and Almiron. But Orlando's defense has been fairly solid all season long. Um, since it's a single game week, I'm really not looking at anybody here. I mean, you may look at Almiron for this one or maybe Martinez if you think they're going to have a monster game. But I just with the way Orlando's defense has been playing, I don't think you can really take the risk on these guys on a single game week. And your score prediction? 2-1 uh, to Orlando. Ooh. All right. Well, keep going, Blaine, since we mixed some things up. Tell us about Colorado. Yeah, another team I didn't have a chance to look up yet. Who are they playing again this week? Oh, at Toronto? That's right. Uh, this is an interesting matchup, really. Um, I kind of agree with Matt on this one. Colorado could come in and really shock this, shock this game. I like the way their defense has been playing. And with all the Toronto absences, this could be a really interesting one. Um, I still don't think there's anybody here that you can rely on. I mean, if you had to, if you had to twist my arm to look at somebody, um, maybe McMath as a goalkeeper or Doyle up front, just because I like the way he's been playing lately. But really, I don't think there's anybody here you look at on this one. Um, I'd still probably say uh, two to one to Toronto on this game. Okay. Matt, Columbus. Uh, yeah. Um, so Philly's coming in, uh, and they're coming off of a game on Wednesday. So Columbus will be well-rested. Um, I think this is a game that if you are looking for a, a single game week player, uh, you know, Iguain and Miram are good options. Um, they're at home. Like I said, they're well-rested. Um, their goal scorers, I mean, uh, Higuain is just – he's really flashy as an attacking midfielder. He's good on the ball, off the ball, passing. And he can score. He's been scoring a little lately, I think, too. So, um, I really like this game for Columbus. Uh, I'm going to go with 3-1 to one Columbus. They've been on a roll, so that they, they needed that. <laughs> they needed that. Mike, Dallas. Well, I mean, I think the main thing for Dallas is they have uh, Mauro Diaz back. Uh, he got five points last week. Uh, an away trip to Montreal is not the best matchup. They'll be missing Gonzalez, Hedges, and Figueroa. Uh, we know they are they have enough depth to compete defensively, but I don't know that this is a great fantasy matchup. You're probably looking at a 1-1 uh, kind of draw. 
I, I don't think there's a whole lot exciting here. I mean, you kind of have to go crazy differential just based on Montreal's bad defense and them being tired from a midweek to go with an Arudi or a Diaz. Uh, like I said, for the Chicago, uh, I, I think there are better options. All right. Matt, New England. Yeah, this is another good matchup because uh, L.A. is coming in, into New England um, off a of double game week as well. Uh, I think if Alessandrini is a rotation risk, he will get more minutes at New England. That's my only um, drawback. But if you're looking for a single game week player, I mean, Lee Wynn is a great option. Um, I think he has potential to have a fantastic game. Um, I would definitely look at him if you're looking at a single game week player. Um, I'm going to go with uh, three to one New England. And finally, Blaine, take us home with your Sporting Kansas City and let us know what your thoughts are on their defensive capabilities without Opara. Yeah, Sporting Kansas City at RSL, that's a big rivalry game. I don't care what MLS says. This is probably one of your hottest rivalries and needs to be on the rivalry week. So, yeah, this one should get heated. Um, Blessings Antics should really spice up the defense there for or fire up the defense for RSL. I could see this one getting a little chippy and a little violent at some point. Uh, so, yeah, be aware of that going in. Um, the defense, uh, before the injury, it was looking like Saad Abdul Salam, Opara, Eric Palmer Brown, and Sinovic. But you take up or you take Opara out with the concussion, and you've got uh, Kevin Ellis there. That defense, I don't think, have ever played together. If they have, they didn't do very well. Um, but more importantly, it's watching that Illy Sanchez issue. That defense with Sanchez in front of them will do okay. It won't be great. They'll probably give up a goal, but they'll do okay. That defense without Sanchez will probably give up two or three. I just I I like them, but I just don't trust them. And that defensive midfield spot is the key to this whole defensive shape. Without him, they will get shelled. So be watching that one. Um, I, with that said, score predictions on this one. If you don't have Sanchez, it's probably going to be 2-1 to RSL. I just I don't necessarily like Sporting's chances of scoring on the road. Um, you put you keep Sanchez in there, I would say it's probably a 1-1 to game. Tough. And Tough time nobody for you guys. Really standing out. Yeah. Nobody really stands out as a fantasy option for Kansas City this week. Um, two of their biggest headliners in Opara and Madranda are both just not where Opara's gone. Madranda's probably going to play, but again, he's been relegated to the bench a little bit more with Blessing coming on at the wing. I, I think his time of being a permanent starter is over, and he'll see more situational play, filling in for the midfield and stuff like that. All right, well, thank you so much, guys, for all those tips and insights about the double game week and the single game week teams. Uh, once again, uh, light on single game week players, not surprisingly. I'm sure a couple will make it into the Dream Team, but uh, it's it's a double game week week, definitely. Uh, player picks, captains, clean sheet chances. That's where we are now, starting at keeper. Matt, who do you like? Yeah, I'm going with Fry and uh, just Fry. Fair enough. Blaine? Uh, same. Uh, three for three, uh, Fry. Three for three. And even though he is not here, he is still here in spirit. And Jason makes it four for four and also says Fry. Mm. Blaine. <laughs> Yawn. Blaine, who do you like in defense? 
Uh, I'm taking a pair of Seattle defenders, and right now I've got Marshall and Jones, but I'm going to keep an eye on what the Seattle people are saying as to who's likely to rest and see some rotation. But I really think you got to look at uh, two Seattle defenders if you're going to get 180 minutes out of two of them. And then my other one that I've got right now is actually I've got Callens and Duval in a switcheroo. Oh, nice. Mike. Uh, this is probably going to change a lot. This was just my first draft, but I have a uh, Jones, Collins, and Long, um, and I also have Lima as not in a switcheroo, but just as someone who can sub in in case something bad goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be a weird week, definitely. Matt. Yeah, I'm actually uh, the same as Mike right now. I've got Jones, Collins, and Long, and then I'm looking at another Seattle uh, defender to bring in. I'm not sure if I'm going to put him on the bench or uh, switch him out for long. And then for Jason, he has Jones, Duvall, and Fisher. All right, midfield. Mike, who do you like? Well, I have to say Blaine just talked me into Teixeira. I had Ibsen to start, but I, I stepped him <laughs> out for Teixeira as I was listening. <laughs> um, the other three I have are Valeri, Alessandrini, and Morales. Matt. I've got uh, Valeri, Morales, Zamali, Ladero, and I've got Harrison right now. Oh. Blaine? Uh, I've got Valeri, Zamali, Morales, and currently I've got Ladero and Molino in there. I think if Molino's healthy and going to play, he's worth having for the full or for the double game week. Uh, Ladero's kind of on that. I grabbed him because big name. Uh, he's kind of that flex spot that's probably going to turn out to be Tachera, but then it's like, what do I do with that extra money? That's fair. And for Jason, he's got Ladero, Zamali, Valeri, Vasquez, and unsurprisingly, Rusnak. Four words, Matt. Uh, Via. And uh, right now I've got Addy. Okay. Blaine? Uh, I've got Villa and Ramirez right now, but that's uh, the Ramirez pick is subject to change, especially if I cut Ladero and get that extra money back. Mike? Giovinco, Villa, and Adi. Oh, round three. And Jason is thinking kind of like you, Mike. He has Gio and Villa. Okay, big question. Captain, Blaine, who do you think? Uh, right now, it's sitting on Via. Um, I think Toronto's defense is decimated, and it's Chicago on the road. And Chicago's kind of struggled a little bit defensively on the road, so I think you go with the big-name player right there. Mike? Uh, I have it on David Via too, so you probably shouldn't have it on David Via. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got that curse moved around to different people now. I'm, it's probably going to come back to me, though, so just be oh, as you warn. <laughs> that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Matt? I had it on Via, but now since Mike's cursed, I'm going to take it off Via. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to go with Via. <laughs> you know, maybe it'll move to you now. Yeah. Uh, Jason does not agree. Jason is going with a Javinko captain. Ooh. Mm, I know. Right? That's how he is. Uh, now, Jason did not give me any clean sheet predictions, but you guys can. Mike, I think you already made one. Uh, yeah, I think um, Seattle is your um... – your best clean sheet. I think they have a good two good shots. Uh, I think your other best bet is uh, are the New York Red Bulls. San Jose can't score, and if Minnesota doesn't have Molino, um, th- they're going to have real trouble generating offense there too. So those are my two picks. Matt, um, yeah, definitely Seattle. Um, and then uh, I mean, 
single game week, I mean, New England Revolution, I could honestly see them getting a clean sheet as well against the Galaxy. Uh, that's about it for me, though. Okay. And Blaine? Yeah, I like Seattle on this one. And I kind of agree with Mike that San Jose game for New York is a great chance for them to get a clean sheet. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys, for those picks. Um, I, one last question with this clean seat, sheet topic. Do any of you all think that any team has a chance at two clean sheets with their double? Uh, I think we said Seattle. We're thinking that could happen. Is that right? Yeah, maybe Seattle. Yeah. Maybe Seattle. Maybe and you were maybe Seattle. Portland, Blaine? I don't think they get the – no, they don't get the double. That Vancouver okay. game is going to have goals. Okay, so maybe Seattle, maybe New York are the two teams that could get a double clean sheet, but be happy with one? Definitely be happy with one. Be happy be happy <laughs> with one. Tough. I like this segment. It's fun. People have asked for us to try to keep track of this and how well you guys actually do at predicting clean sheets or, or score lines, and uh, currently I have not tracked that, so I, I hope you guys appreciate that. If, if you're curious how we do, the, the answer is poorly. So I can answer that right now without setting up an Excel sheet. Well, now, we can't judge it by last round. Last round, they had a whole bunch of away teams doing well, so that was just a strange round. Strange round. Yeah. But anyway. I, mean, I can say we so probably guy. predict clean sheets better than we pronounce the names, but that, that's about as much as we can get. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's huge. Okay, moving on to community time. As we wrap up the show, the R slash fantasy MLS top score was – Michael Clifford, manager of Sam Crow, so he is a Sons of Anarchy fan right there, with a round high score of 114 points. So congrats, Michael. Uh, you showed everybody how to work around 19, so good job. Good job, man. Moving on to our Patreon league. Uh, how are you doing in that, Matt? I, didn't, I should have checked that out. Do you know? I don't have it right now. Uh, RJ Gage has padded his lead. Blaine's friend, right? Yes. Yeah, he's padded his lead. He's now 12-3-3, secure in that number one spot for now. Uh, Mark Prince medal has moved into second with a record of 12-1-5, bumping Jason Hicks down to third with a record of 12-0-6, and, and I, with a very close one-point loss, have fallen down to fifth place in the Patreon League. It's so sad, so sad indeed. On the bright side, in the MLS Fantasy Insider Hosts Head-to-Head League, I'm number one, back on top. All right, go me. Uh, had a had a tough match. It was uh, myself versus Andrew Crawlard, who was the former number one, and I beat him 86-74. to 74. Uh, Next, we had Fantasy Football 24-7 versus Guy Sanchez, who I think may have thrown the match since he does write for them as well. Uh, but they won 96-78. to That was the highest score of the round, so glad I did not go up against them. Uh, Mike, you went head-to-head with Jason. I did, and continuing a, a proud tradition, I lost by one point. <laughs> that was rough. That was rough. Uh, Blaine, you had a good match against Travis. Yeah, I was kind of fortunate to get a win on this one. I guess I was barely in the top half of the of the league this time in overall score, but I'll take my eighty-two to seventy-four win. Uh, a, a really close match with Phil. No, not close at all. Uh, Phil took on Andrew Weeby, and he won easily, eighty-seven to sixty. One of Andrew's higher scores. Uh, Ivan the Terrible from Fantasy Football First took on Ben Bear from MLS, and he won convincingly, eighty-eight to seventy-three. Tough. 
Tough times for Ben, probably distracted by a lot of Gold Cup stuff, so that's okay. And then our buddy Tim from Soccer Captains took on Simon, and he eked out a win uh, from the Catman himself, uh, 70 to 68. So good job, Tim, with that. Sorry, Simon. Glad you're back in the country. Hope to have you on the show sometime again. Now that leads us into round 20. Some good games coming up. Mike is taking on Ivan from Fantasy Football. First guy is taking on Phil. Uh, Andrew Crawlard is taking on Blaine. Oh, got a tough one, Blaine. Uh, Fantasy Football 24-7 is taking on Jason. Fun times. Watch the Twitter. All kinds of smack talk there. I am taking on Ben Bear from MLS, so that will be a tough one. Andrew Weeby is taking on Simon. Uh, congrats on the win, Simon. And then finally, Travis is taking on Tim, so that will be fun times. Um, where was you? I, I skipped you. No, I got you, Mike. You're taking on Ivan. Yeah. So I'm taking on Ivan, and I did receive a guarantee from Extra Time Radio that Andrew oh. is going to be making his transfers. Um, <laughs> now I've heard that about as often as New England has gotten uh, word of a close to a stadium, but <laughs> so we'll have to see if that guarantee works about as well as the guarantee uh, for Seattle not making the playoffs last year. <laughs> that could be tough for for our buddy Simon here. So we'll see if that happens. But um, Matt, before we move on, I want to give you a chance. Any other leagues you want to plug? You want to talk about any head-to-heads you're doing? Um, no, I mean, I have a – I'm actually just in one other league uh, that I've been in for – this is my third year. Um, I think I finished last my first year. I finished third last year. and I'm currently in first place in my other uh, classic league with – uh, I think eight or nine other other people. So I'm pretty happy about that um, because there's a lot of people smack talking about how many trophies they've won in that league. So it's good to be better than all of them right now. That's right. Uh, the smack talk is what makes the head-to-head leagues fun. And uh, like I said, we'll see a lot of that between fantasy football 24-7 and Jason. But all right, well, good luck to you and yours. Uh, that's all that we have for the show today. Tonight, whenever you're listening, thank you so much for all the support and uh, – Everything. Welcome back to Fantasy. Guys, anything you want to plug? Blaine. Um, yeah. Uh, this While I was on hiatus, um, I found out the Facebook group I work with, the Major League Soccer Discussion Group, got invited to Facebook's uh, Community Summit this year where they bring in a lot of the bigger groups oh, awesome. and more active groups. And so there's a ton of changes coming that way. Uh, we're really ramping up our uh, administrative side of that page. Uh, it's pushing 20,000 members if we're not over now. And it's actually stays fairly civil, and it's a lot of fun to be in. So if you're looking for a good discussion group just on fan, on MLS in general, that one's there. We've got a pretty good uh, fantasy league over there as well. And then I wanted to give a shout-out to my wonderful wife. These last seven weeks have been kind of rough on both of us, but she stuck with it with me. Um, we missed Best 11 a couple times, but she actually runs the Best 11 team for me. She runs that as her team with all the picks I help her make. And I just got to give a big shout out to her that even though we had a baby and a long stay in NICU, she's been there with me and we've gotten through it and she's just been wonderful for me. Oh, Matt. <laughs> uh, no, that's about it. Uh, other than um, I'm, I'm happy to see uh, Bill Hamid finally got a call up to the men's national team again. And I think he should keep starting. So that's my plug for that. Uh, I, I will have, a plug with some information. Apparently I missed that Piotti has returned to light training and I'm trying to track down, but someone is telling me that uh, Montreal is aiming to get him back for the Dallas match. Oh, so um, something to, to 
be interested in. But um, not quite a plug, but a thank you. MLS Injury News hit uh, a thousand followers uh, over the Gold Cup break. Um, so blown away by all your support. So thank you all so much for for uh, following me and. Uh, letting me help you uh, and helping me help others um, with one of the toughest aspects uh, of the game. And he did take a screenshot of that. So if anybody wants to be a jerk and unfollow Mike, he has proof. <laughs> yep, I, I did it. And mostly because Jason and Tyler and other people um, who were named nameless but probably should be liquidated, was we're, we're going to do exactly that until I showed them the screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and of course, uh, I will start out with a very important plug. I have to say uh, congratulations to my now wonderful fiance uh, for for accepting my proposal Ooh. and being uh, in general a completely wonderful and amazing person. Uh, that's why I was off last week. Thank you to everyone who uh, I did make an announcement on Twitter. Thank you to everyone who responded and the likes and the well wishes uh, with that. Uh, I jokingly called her Mrs. MLS Fantasy Boss, and she got a big, big kick out of that. So uh, thank you so much to her, and I love you if you listen to this. Uh, otherwise, please check out MLSFantasyBoss.com for the, all the articles and tips that we have coming back on this week. i uh, got a new article with uh, player XGs to go along that with the new XG stats that people have really enjoyed this year. Uh, head over to r slash fantasy MLS to check out all the discussion and the captain's polls and everything that gets posted there for tips. And uh, finally, head over to MLSsoccer.com and check out the articles that I and some of the others will have from the fantasy experts and just, or at least fantasy obsessed section that we have to try to help you players of any level, experts, beginners, intermediates, just casual fun seekers, will help you try to make the most of each round. So check all that stuff out. Uh, and most of all, just have fun. Good luck.